Music with message on the Messenger of Good News. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And of course, our talk segments and talk programs available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio. We're also available here in the St. Louis area on AM 850 KFUO. It's time now for our Moment of Faith segment with Pastor Doug Nicely. He's with Jerusalem Lutheran Church, the pastor of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you today. And uh, once again, we're uh, going to turn in our uh, study of uh, hymn stories. That's kind of where we've gone to in, in these devotions. Uh, and now we're in the uh, season after Pentecost. So we're just going to take a look at some of these hymns that we've been singing for years and years. And I'm going to tell you the backstory behind them. Cool. Let's do so that. We're going to start out today with uh, Harry Emerson Fosdick. Let me tell you a little bit about him. We can learn many important lessons from history. The presidential election of 1920, a hundred years ago, elected U.S. Senator from Ohio Warren G. Harding. The sitting president was Woodrow Wilson, and he was considering running for a third term. But his party decided to discourage him because of the outbreak of the Spanish flu earlier in the year, and they thought that uh, Wilson and his party would lose. Well, they were right. <laughs> Harding was affiliated with the opposition party and won by a huge majority. I believe the voters decided uh, what they did based on the pandemic, meaning that they were, whether it was wise or unwise in their parts, uh, judged Woodrow Wilson for having that happened. I believe the voters decided uh, what they did based on that. And then um, the next decade is known as the Roaring Twenties. When America recovered from the restrictions of the pandemic, then at the end of the 20s came the fall of Wall Street and the Great Depression in the 1930s. The Depression ended in a way that no one could have ever imagined with the coming of World War II in the 1940s. The 1950s involved our nation in the Korean War. And the 1960s had our military engaged in the Vietnam War. Now I'm recalling all of this because these were the decades when Harry Emerson Fosdick was serving churches in New York City. Keep that in mind. Okay. Fosdick began as a Baptist preacher. Later he became a Presbyterian. And still later he founded a non-denominational congregation called Riverside Church, which still exists in New York City. He was considered to be a liberal in his days. And I know in our denominational background, liberal is one of those bad words. But uh, let, me, let me do a little bit of research for you. I, I did it, and I took a look at uh, one of the uh, books that he wrote back in those days uh, called As I See Religion. And in that book, Fosdick expresses his rejection of church structures and creeds. Interesting that he left denominations because of that. He thought the denominations were all about perpetuating of themselves. Many of us are familiar with the lyrics of the hymn he wrote for the dedication of his church, God of Grace and God of Glory. It goes like this. God of grace and God of glory, on your people pour your power. Crown your ancient church's story, bring its bud to glorious flower. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage for the facing of this hour, for the facing of this hour. Fosdick maintains in his book, As I See Religion, 
And what distinguishes Christianity from other religions is what he calls personality. I was perplexed by that word. But uh, in this paragraph in that book, he explains what personality means. Jesus came at the matter of personality. As he came to all matters, not theoretically, but practically. He cared about people and believed in him. He leaped the barriers which cast and uh, the convention that had erected uh, was, in his sense, the first great Democrat. His major parables concerned the treatment of persons, how the Good Samaritan dealt with the victim of robbers, and how the family handled the return of the prodigal. Such matters seemed to him so crucial that for him, divine judgment was altogether concerned with the way people, especially the poor, the sick, and the imprisoned, had been treated. Even the most sacred institutions, like the Sabbath, and by implication, all other forms of human society as well, were to be judged uh, by their effect on people. They were made for man, not man for them. So that we, we may or may not agree with what Fosdick has to say, but what he does have to say is reflected very strongly in the Gospels. Uh, we can see both liberalism and I guess what we would call community ministry emerging from these principles. So Fosdick warns us in a prayer in his third verse, Cure your children's warring madness. Bend your pride to your control. Uh, our pride to your control. Shame our wanton selfish gladness. Rich in things and poor in soul. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, lest we miss this king, your kingdom's goal, lest we miss your kingdom's goal. At the bottom of the page in the hymnal, uh, we find this hymn. Uh, there are several scripture quotes explaining uh, where the lyrics come from. Here is a verse from Romans 15 that is listed for this hymn. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. The lessons learned from Fosdick's hymn could well teach us how to emerge from a pandemic and all the things that follow. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear, we read in Psalm 27. It isn't just a prayer for our own comfort and satisfaction. It moves out uh, from us to others around us. And that's what the good news of Jesus is really all about. So I, I took a look at what we would call social activism this week. Next week, I'm going to take a look at what seems to be what we would consider to be um, kind of like the heart of everything, and that has to do with uh, making absolutely sure that we understand how we bring revival to nations around us through the preaching of the gospel instead of just the living of the gospel. A warning. Uh, the gospel is not just one of those things. It is all of those things. Think we got some more to talk about next week? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a little prayer, okay? Okay. Lord, teach us from your word and from history that we are there are many times in our lives when we need to bend our pride to your control. Teach us to do this joyfully because of your son Jesus, because he is the savior of the world. So next week, Gary, we're going to take a look at the hymn written in the 19th century, a uh, hundred years before uh, Fosdick, and the revivalist was named Francis Havergale. No doubt you've heard the song, Take My Life and Let It Be. Right, yeah, I have. Yeah, in fact, uh, they did a survey 
quite a few decades ago and, and found out which hymn uh, the uh, congregations of our denomination sang the most. And the one that came out number one in the survey was Take My Life and Let It Be. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's a pretty popular hymn, but uh, it will surprise us uh, where this hymn comes from and the background of the lady who wrote it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell the story about that great hymn this next week. Uh, you, you just I'm kind of grinning here because you just, as an old radio guy, you just reminded me of Casey Kasem <laughs> when you said, Casey and the, Kasem. Yeah, remember Casey Kasem and Dick Clark yeah. did, did uh, one of them did American Countdown. And when you said, mm-hmm. and the number one song is, I started thinking of Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a look at the number one song next week. Sounds great. Um, I look for look forward before to before we before we leave i want to do a little shout out okay after i get finished after i get finished with with our program uh, i i walk a block away from my house to the gym and i do some workout and uh this this time of the afternoon i often meet dave who's uh uh who's, who's a kind of a teacher and uh his uh his student pepper okay uh, a fine a fine lady and uh, Dave and Pepper and I talk about uh, the broadcast all the time, so I thought I'd say, hi, Dave. Hi, Pepper. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> that's kind of a conclude of this week. That's another Casey Kasem thing. Well, we're going to do a shout-out this week to Dave and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I think I became Casey Kasem I think you did. You're top 40 DJ here. So, All right. I look forward to uh, spending time with you next week, Doug. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Gary. We are the messenger of good news, AMA 50 KFUO.